Welcome to Perceptions Today podcast, where we discuss consciousness in all forms. May 2022, episode 28, Krista DeMaio joins us in a roundtable about lucid dreaming, part three of three. Krista DeMaio is an independent researcher of lucid dreaming, myths, plants, and much more. Yeah, I think those uh, tools, those practices are absolutely fantastic. I am so glad that you are uh, sharing these tools. And I know you have said something for the most part about creating that your own um, uh, symbolism. And I fully agree with you because if you really think about it, you're, we're creating a language. It's like we're programming our computer, like a computer code. And one of the things that I've always expressed when this is an instance of the conversation coming up in the roundtable discussion. Participants knew it was being recorded. One twin, for instance, may get the words intuitively to a four beautiful song, but yet they don't write music. And then the other twin comes into the light, into your life, and literally can't write the words, but writes the music. And then this way, Overall, the words and the music come together, but it the message, it's not just to write a song and become popular and like make a million dollars. That's not what it's about. It's about that song and that music actually moving humanity, whether like um, calming the savage soul, for instance, or bringing that beauty uh, for expansion in one form or another. So again, it's like what the only thing I can speak on is my experience and experience that are qualifying that other twin flames have and i will say this again i truly would not wish anyone i would not wish being a twin flame on anyone just because of the sheer magnitude of um what is presented before them can i speak paul yes (laughs) you can yeah sure (laughs) thank you for those who know i actually know azure and it's not the fact that she's having a bit of a strange day asking these questions it's fine continue i can i can stop asking the questions it's fine no 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 it's fine i it's just that if anyone listens later on it's going to sound a very odd response the way you said can i ask a question now when we've been talking for many months so continue sorry so if if it's not twin flame what is it if you connect with another person then? It could you be understand a twin, what I'm saying? Yes, yes. It would be a twin soul. That that would be where you have an actual um, uh, romantic desire, a sexual compatibility, all of that. It's, it would kind of go along the lines of like as above, so below. So in the physical realm that we all live in um actual opposites attract okay so it's male female light dark um within that scope as a generality we're not getting into the other stuff but as a generality um the opposites will attract that's why we have male and female in the etheric level like attracts like so the like 
it would be the um the essence of the vibrational frequency for what like my husband and I carry so you can ask yourself if for instance I mean it's like like I said my husband and I were not physically attracted to each other whatsoever not a bit he's not hang on hang on right shadow fox that's going to sound so bad at some stage someone's going to take that out of context you do love him on uh an emotional level don't you (laughs) let her finish let her finish he would literally be the first person to tell you the same Lee, thing. Lee, Lee, come him. here. I will give you a shoulder to cry on. Don't worry, Lee. Yeah, he's actually, he is here and he's cracking up because, no, this is part of our story. This is what we're um, we're trying to say what the difference of a twin is. And it That's okay. Really... It's not a Disney story. Continue. I'm just going to go and get my box of tissues. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can get him and he can qualify this because, honestly, this is the part that I'm, we're trying to state what the difference is we just were not attracted to each other in that format and it's really there you're on just everybody's here and they're listening to you so would you please tell them were you attracted to me when we first met sexually in any capacity do they understand martian (laughs) lee 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 I'm consoling with you now. I really am. I've really got this kind of, my heart goes out to you after the conversations we've had. I suppose we, we, most of us have some sort of, I don't know if you'd call it an ideal, but a desire for a certain physique, a certain color of hair or eye color, whatever, or the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. and we had none of that. <laughs> none of that. Um, However, when, and this was what was really strange and the difference is, that when we were in um, the same vicinity, even when we weren't, and we would meditate, say we, we had a seed thought and we would be in a meditation group, um, uh, literally we would journal afterwards or write down something and we would have a seed thought, some, some place to go or some, something to, to look at. And literally our words would be pretty much word for word i would say blue he would say light blue there are little differences there but overall to have two people have that same experience and write it um so some of the experiences that we have are were absolutely phenomenal we were in a um uh we had done a a class one time it was a a different technique for um meditation uh, for a past life review. And um, we were in a group and he was on one side of the room and I was on the other. We were broken up with different different people, two different, four different groups. And that one was um, literally, uh, what, what word would you say for that? <laughs> that experience? Remarkable. Yeah, and we, we would just say it would be remarkable. Um, he gave his his experience of what had happened he was in a cave there was a light in the cave he was going to die and he kept wishing for death and it wouldn't happen and actually I was with mine I was in the cave with him but I was not in the physical realm um and I was there to like be there when he when he passed to help him and I was that light that was in that that um cave so it it was these are just 
phenomenal like experiences and we have we have it written down this is one of the experiences that's written we wrote in our book our upcoming book but this is like really something we're just trying to make the distinction between the differences of them so i will leave that because paul you asked yeah i would just like to say that uh wonder sometime you and paul uh, can talk and uh oh Look at the machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're on. I can hear you. It's okay. okay. Uh, she can tell you about our experience. Uh, we were not together. We weren't not physically together. We were miles about living different places. And on a telephone, we both took a trip, the same trip. And she can tell you what happened there. But it's too lengthy a story to. So yeah. Now. So like I said, we did, there's just so many different examples and like, how do you know these things? It's through our experiences. And um, they're quite common with actual twin flames. So not that other people don't have these experiences. That's not what we're saying. But there is a, a distinct difference in what the messaging and the dual purpose is. So. I'll leave it with that. You asked, Paul. I am now regretting that. But one day, we definitely have a conversation with you as the guest, and uh, we will field, obviously, light and sound questions on the healing and consciousness aspect, if Lee's up for that, because I'm sure he would like to participate in one of those. Oh, absolutely. That'd be, uh, that'd be fun. Oh, definitely. Back to you, Krista. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Red, who's in the actual room here, is saying that he dreams in such high detail in color and almost like you would have to qualify it as 4D kind of way. And again, from the books that most of us have probably been reading, who have been reading into the shamanic way and also people using psychedelics for the right reasons and the right dosages, etc., and looking at ayahuasca, normally when people are going on these experiences, they're having the same color intensity in color sensation and saying it's more real than real. I'm trying to post something into the actual share group. It doesn't seem to be going there, but that was something he wanted to put in there. So back to yourself, Krista. Yeah, one of the um, the earlier lucid dreams I had, what helped me realize that I was dreaming was uh, I was um, kind of overwhelmed with the magnitude and the pulsing nature of the vibrancy of the color. It was just almost hard to receive how colorful the colors were. It was like the, they were neon and they were alive. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was so out of the ordinary that that anomaly helped, helped me realize that I was uh, dreaming. And uh, I, I did want to talk about um, using uh, substances and herbs um, in relation to, to lucid dreaming, because, uh, I've got opinions on it. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I, as a, a foundation, I, I am an herbalist. I, um, I wildcraft, I grow medicine. I take medicine. I use medicine. Krista, um, you might want to nature. define what wildcrafting is for, again, new people who are new to this area, if that's uh, okay with you. 
Sure. Wild crafting is um, when you go into a place where a native plant grows and you harvest um, the usable parts at the appropriate time of year. So I live in Western North Carolina and we have a lot of um, traditional medicine that grows in the woods here. So um, one of my favorites is uh, hawthorn. Um, I gather hawthorn berries and leaves to make teas and tinctures with. So wild crafting is just the act of identifying a medicinal plant and harvesting that plant and then preparing that plant in a medicine. Usually it's uh, drying it for a tea or tincturing it in alcohol. So that's different, obviously, from the foraging aspect of just getting it for food. You're going for what will actually be useful for others and helping out like rose hips and all those bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Foraging is pretty close. I, I guess I consider foraging more for like just food, but people forage for mushrooms and mushrooms have medicinal quality. Um, herbs are food. So um, I, I, I associate wildcrafting with herbs more than I do with foraging with food, but basically uh, essentially the same thing. So um, there are people that successfully use um, and historically have used herbs to help them get to sleep and to help them have a clear mind, help them remember um, their dreams, help them remember things in the day. I mean, plant medicine is useful. It, it works. And uh, some people have had success using uh, dream herbs to get them to a lucid state. And I feel like that they're a tool that can be used successfully and um, fairly gently to get you to that point where you can become lucid. And I would suggest if you want to try out lucid dreaming that using a, um, using a dream tea or a dream tincture um, can help you kind of get over that hump of not being able to, to lucid dream. Uh, for me, I don't use them because I'm, because I'm on this journey as, um, as partially an empowerment thing, but also for, for my own spiritual reasons, I want to get there on my own. And I am kind of a purist for myself specifically of getting to that point, um, on my own. And as an, uh, one of the reasons why I choose that for myself is that because I work with plants and I put two books up in the feed, um, there's the Garuda's Spiritual Properties of Herbs, which is a really great channeled herb book. Um, and then there's uh, uh, Monica Gagliano's Thus Spoke the Plant. She answers some Excellent things. Excellent book. Is, I love that book. And, and one of her earlier stories in that book, she, she receives, um, she ingests a plant and she receives information about that plant in her dreams she received this information from the plant and if you if you are familiar with plant medicine at all so much of the plant you learn by um, experiencing it growing it harvesting it consuming it but that plant's job is to provide its information to you and uh, uh, an example of uh, a, a psychedelic that people don't use as much anymore, but they did in the sixties and seventies was peyote and people would ingest peyote to get them to another space, a hallucinatory other reality. And so much of the experience that they had was like amazing and beautiful. But for me, 
because I'm using lucid dreaming for a very specific reason, I feel like I would be riding on the coattails of the herb to get me to that point, And I don't want to do that. That's not to judge anyone for choosing to do that. But for me, it, it is vital for me to get there on my own. Um, and part of that is because the plant gives you its information of itself, regardless of what you um, ingest, whether it's hallucinogenic or not, I feel like I would be only looking through the filter of my dream world through the information the plant is giving me, if that makes sense. It's like the plant's information is indistinguishable from my dream because the plant is what brought me to that space. Definitely, because if you read up on people like Jeremy Narby when he goes and visits tribes, he actually gets the same information from their wise men and shamanic people please do not say anything for a minute due to the fact that my phone is going to possibly die i need to swap it on to good old power and the audio might change for a little bit otherwise we'll lose this whole room so i think we're all quite in agreement that we want to keep the room open don't we yeah hum amongst yourselves while i quickly do this <laughs> and we're back so please continue so to just to follow up on that, I, I really do want to reiterate, like I, I don't have judgment against anybody that wants to use plants to get them to, um, to be able to lucid dream. And I think some people really do need it. They need that, um, that carrier to get them to a place that they have not experienced yet. And one thing that it can be really useful for is to bring you to the point where you can lucid dream so that you can recognize what a lucid dream is. Because if you've never had one before, it's really hard to, to describe the magnitude of it. It's, I mean, it's like trying to describe what an orgasm is to someone. Like it's, it, you can describe it, but until you're in that space, it's really impossible to encapsulate the magnitude of it, right? So I, I, I don't disparage anyone um, at all for using herbs, I think that they have a place and I think that they're useful. And if you just want to have fun with lucid dreaming and you're not doing it for spiritual or health reasons, then I would say like they're, they, they'll, they'll be incredibly handy. And, uh, and I would encourage you to use it because it, it's a way for you to engage with medicine that maybe you hadn't um, had experience with. Um, but to kind of, uh, kind of tie in a lot of what we've all talked about, one one thing that I feel like is a, a benefit of a practice of dreaming, whether you're in a lucid state or not, but a, a paying attention to what your dreams are showing you and and recording them in the day and paying attention to that part of your life, it's, it's kind of like when you have uh, deja vu or you have a small premonition. Um, paying attention to those little moments in life, I feel like sharpen an intuitive radar, for lack of a better word, that can be incredibly useful in bigger situations. So if you, if, if you have a, like a gut feeling about something or a hunch, if you listen to it most of the time, like 99% of the time, that was the right decision to make. That was the right way to go. Your gut is pretty much on the mark of what needs to happen. And sometimes your body knows what to do before your brain does. And similar in the dream world, 
if you pay attention to your dreams, you will start to see patterns in your dreams and you'll start to be able to use your dreams as, um, as kind of a compass to what you need to do. And that can mean anything, but I feel like just paying attention to the dreams, just like you pay attention to your hunches in the day can really help whether it's, you know, honing and and sharpening your pineal gland to be more intuitive, to open your third eye. It, 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 to me, it just feels like it goes hand in hand with, with, um, with following kind of these mindful practices in the day, you know, mindful paying attention to what your dreams are doing. is just like being mindful and considerate and accepting things um, in the waking world. And when you have that, then if you start to have dreams that have more weight or feel more prophetic, you're going to have a clearer understanding. You're going to have more vocabulary for what these symbols mean for you because you've worked at this and you've been working at it as kind of a self-discovery tool that will, to me, it just opens up more doors and gives you more vocabulary to kind of capture those magical moments that are always happening around us, but we're usually a bit too chaotic and a bit not paying attention to kind of recognize the, the magnitude um, of them when they happen. Are you there, Paul? <laughs> I'm here. I was just making sure everything was flying nicely and we were charging, yeah. which is always good. I think what you're coming up on with the ideas is fantastic because people, as they go through their dreams during the night, are probably picking up small fragments of them during their working days as other things trigger them. And that's also another wild point to think that you've had this existence elsewhere and something random which is not even related to the dream triggers the dream information and i've had things like that where i've gone along seen say uh, a teacup on the floor and it's triggered information about say a cave system and an island that i was on at the time and there's absolutely no correlation of why that should have triggered <laughs> the memory recall of that particular dream so I don't know if other people have the same kind of events that happen. I'm going to pick on Mike. Mike, does anything like that happen to you? Probably I've just picked on a man who's walked away from his phone. <laughs> uh, which is always um, the way. I will kind of comment that, you know, sometimes the... Uh, the okay, the, Mike. I'm sorry, Krista. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll wait till you're finished. Well, I was just going to say that sometimes, um, you know, dreams can be both and. They can be both... Uh, incredibly meaningful and also just uh, chaotic because part of why we dream is to just sort information that we don't need anymore. I mean, we dream so that we can forget the unnecessary information. Like sometimes that teacup on the floor is just a visual memory that doesn't belong. Um, So sometimes it's good to kind of have those seemingly random dreams because a lot of that information is just our brains sweeping it into the, into the bin um, but sometimes, like Paul, like you said, sometimes it is, it, it's got a little bit more potency of meaning. Um, so that I, it, that's, that's where the disconnect is, where people might think that dreams are all chaos and it's just our brain sorting itself out, or they're all meaningful. But I feel like, um, like human existences, it's a combination of a, of a few different things. Are you chopping something, Mike? It sounds like. Oh, I uh, think he is. <laughs> as long as it's not I'm a body. I'm listening to your wonderful voice as uh, as I chop uh, a grapefruit. 
uh, to combat the, the cold here in the Northeast. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, Krista, sometimes there are things that work from the outside into your dreams and things that work from the inside of your dreams to the outside. Um, in other words, I've woken up with phrases uh, that, that became the title of stories or became uh, ideas which almost sometimes fully formed. And then there are things that work. Um, and I know, Paul, you know best about the uh, the Peter Rowan book that I'm working on. I was dreaming about Peter all the time. I think it was incredible. And, you know, uh, it... it uh, our conversations and, and stuff became I think you're gonna have to quickly tell people a quick bio her oh. his name because some other people might not actually oh, sure. have a connection sure in, in real summary so I do interviews with musicians and through a kind of a, a lucky uh, series of circumstances I was introduced to his name is Peter Rowan and if you're if you know bluegrass he played with Bill Monroe, who's the father of bluegrass, but he also went on to have his own career. He he played with Jerry Garcia, um, kind of. He moved on to spiritual and psychedelic, but but spiritual music. He's a he's a self-professed Buddhist. And anyway, when I was talking to him, and it was supposed to be a, a short article, and he's such an eloquent and interesting uh, guy that I just you know I, I was having these visions and dreams. And he thought I was crazy, I'm sure, <laughs> but he was still curious. And I said, Peter, we need to talk more. I'm, there's stuff coming in. I need to, I need to, there's some, a project that is coming into my head and I want to work with you on it. Um, so anyway, just to answer your question, I mean, there's in, in, in all of these amazing resources of the stuff I couldn't have come up with and, um, and a lot of the dream content is in is in this, the the book, which will be out. Apparently, it's going to be available for pre order in March. But uh, I'm not trying to sell it here and now. Just the the experience and all of that. If that makes any sense to anyone, it's worthwhile telling people to look at your work and your articles, which are on your oh, website, you. which is mikeferito.com, all one word, and then they can make up their mind whether they want to buy it. But it's best to yes. be known out there. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. And do you have grapefruit for everyone? <laughs> I have a whole mess of it. It's my it's my way of battling the, the cold. When you so, say you're battling the cold, you're not shoving them underneath the gaps of the door to keep the heat in or anything, are you? <laughs> well, that's, that's not the way, you're doing way to do it. But I feel if you have citrus, it sort of uh, it bolsters your immune system. In, in addition to the uh, uh, turkey tail that I take uh, every day. And that's a mushroom, by the way, everyone who doesn't yeah. know it's a mushroom. He's not just picking feathers out of the back of the turkey. <laughs> right. <laughs> Otherwise, it sounds very odd when we play this back to other people. Man, you know, you keep me honest here, Paul, so thank you. That's okay. You just provoke a mind which has probably too much imagination for its own good <laughs> in my own head. And these images just flash through very quickly. All right. Okay. That's back why we to love you. Thank you very much. I tried to control it. Honest, I do. Anyway, Krista, back to you. Um, I was just kind of going through my notes, and I, I feel like I covered what I wanted to talk about. Um, and I, I, I wanted to wrap, to kind of wrap around to the beginning for people that might not have joined at the beginning, of just going through really quickly 
um, because I, I feel like the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I want to encourage people to try it themselves. And so uh, I'm just going to run through kind of a bullet points of what I found successful for me and, uh, and to encourage anyone to try, uh, to lucid dream on their own. Um, so if that's okay, Paul, I'll, I'll, I'll just run through that. And, um, Thanks for everybody for, for coming in um, and listening to us, Gab. Um, so, yeah. And then you want to open the floor up after that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I thought you were running away. I was just checking to see where you were going. I mean, I'll run away eventually, but not, not quite yet. Um, <laughs> everybody so, has to leave someday. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the, the premise of lucid dreaming is to become aware that you're dreaming while you're still asleep. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to remember to do that because you're in an altered state, you're asleep. So how are you supposed to become aware in that moment? Um, and what worked for me is um, setting the intention. So first wanting to do it and setting the intention, especially right when you go to sleep. So when you go to sleep, just you know, tell yourself, however you want to phrase it, I want to dream, I want to remember my dream, I want to lucid dream. You can have something specific like, I want to fly or I want to open a door or if I see someone, I want to shake their hand, any sort of, any sort of specific action where you have control, you have agency, whatever it is. Um, I would encourage you to keep it simple because when I started, I had this very convoluted, complicated thing I wanted to do and I had to retract it all the way back to the beginning. So um, set the intention when you go to sleep that you want to, uh, remember your dreams that you want to do something specific. And then when you wake up in the middle of the night, or if you've slept through the night, when you wake up first thing in the morning, write down anything that you remember from the dream, whether it's a single word or um, a key phrase or a color, anything. You do those two things where you kind of bookend your dream state when you go to sleep and when you wake up. And then during the day, outside of that, do something and just pick one thing. Um, there's people that look at clocks, look away, look back at a clock and see if it's changed. You can do the same with words that are written down. You can look at a shadow to see if the shadow is doing what it's supposed to do, like mimicking your own movements. You can look at a reflection to see if the reflection is doing what it should do, like mimicking your own movements. You do this during the day and maybe just pick one to start and do it every single day. Every time you see a mirror, Look at your own eyes, look at your reflection, look away and look back at your reflection. And chances are, unless you're a vampire, you're going to see yourself and it's going to mimic what you're moving, right? So you get into this habit of doing that. And when you do that, whatever the action is, you think to yourself, is this real? Is this a dream? Is this really happening? You, something to that effect where you're, you're making yourself be incredibly present in the moment to say, um, uh, you know, is this happening? Is this reality? And what you're doing is you're training your brain to question reality literally in that moment. So if you do this multiple times a day, your brain is going to replicate that at night. Like an example is if you, if you're on a boat all day long and you're kind of moving around and your body is used to that physical memory of being jostled around when you're in a dream, chances are you're going to have a dream where you're on a boat because your body has that memory. So make yourself a, a physical memory that your brain will replicate. 
So you have the bookends where you set the intention and then you write things down. You have the intention of questioning reality during the day. And by doing this, just those practices over a period of time, and it may take weeks, it took me months, you're going to eventually hone enough, um, you're going to grow enough lucid dreaming muscles to be able to be active in the dream. Uh, A fourth one is that if you have a recurring dream of any kind, you can use that as the trigger. Um, So it's a little bit more difficult, but that can sometimes be the gateway where if you have a dream about, like for me, it was going to the bathroom in public. If If I have that enough, when I do have it, it can help me kind of think, um, oh, I I've feel like I've been here before. Oh, maybe this is my dream. Oh, this is the dream where I have to go to the bathroom in front of people. So that can be kind of a fourth but more um, tangential one. Um, I find that the setting the intention, those bookends, and doing the reality checks help kind of start that. Um, the biggest thing of all of those to do for me that I would encourage you to do is write it down because writing it down will not only help hone that that memory it kind of honors the dream it pulls some magic out of your dream world into the reality world and if you get into the habit of writing things down it's making you become reflective and I feel like that in itself is such a good life skill to practice of just being reflective if you can be reflective of your own self that's such a just a great start for so much it just re re um, reverberates out um, to be a reflective person I think is to be a, a good human um, and it can manifest in all sorts of positive ways but you can I'd see... agree on that one sorry I thought you paused yeah. I was yeah. going to say the reflection part is such a useful tool to see how you interact with the rest of the world and how you interpret other people's actions at the same time whether you're reflected within the moment or whether it's months later it is a beneficial muscle to kind of grow instead of just bulldozing your way through life and possibly not you personally, Krista, but just as an individual, you could go through life and actually upset other people without realizing, without having that reflective ability. And the reflection part really does help out. Yeah. And, and, you know, everyone thinks they live in the end times, but you know, the times that we currently live in are very, uh, very quick, very fast, very reactionary, and we react out of fear and we re- react out of uncertainty, and just we just are used to reacting. Like we have, you know, we have access to almost anything that we want, and there's this real kind of short-term gain and short-term loss life that we all participate in. And the act of reflection kind of nullifies that. You can reflect on one thing for a very long time and have perspective of it. And that is an antidote to, um, you know, somebody just saying the wrong thing in public and then suddenly their whole public world is just destroyed because of this one little thing. If you're reflective on things, you can see things in context and you can have compassion. And again, that's why I say it reverberates to be able to, um, to have reflection on, on something. And then you can start with just yourself. You can start with your own dreams I feel like it is just a beneficial thing in addition to I feel like it being helpful for a dreaming practice and a, and a dreaming journey 
to be able to see symbols and um, similar threads and, and narratives within your dreams as a reflection of yourself, as insight for yourself. Um, you know, I think that it's outside of the dream world, it's beneficial, but definitely within, within a dreaming practice. Shadow Fox, did you have your hand up? Yeah, I think those uh, tools, those practices are absolutely fantastic. I am so glad that you are uh, sharing these tools. And I know you have said something for the most part about creating that your own um, uh, symbolism. And I fully agree with you because if you really think about it, you're we're creating a language. It's like we're programming our computer, like a computer code. And one of the things that I've always expressed when I share this information with students too, is to, to um, for instance, vulnerability, being vulnerable in a dream. You could in, envision that for some people, it might be showing up naked in the dream, may be a vulnerability. However, other people may attribute that to, I mean, they're fully, you know, like, they don't care. It's like they have, they know their body and they're, you know, they're just going to go with it. It's no big deal, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, posing in Playboy. So that that key element would would carry, that symbolism would carry a very, very different meaning um, to someone else. So showing up naked may not be a vulnerability. So if we can, you know, you had made a mention of qualifying those symbols, because that is part of if, if you've qualified that, you know, in the dreams, that information will absolutely be utilized, just like you were saying, practice being in the present and seeing what that reality is. All of this is like that programming. It's creating your own language um, and recognizing. So dream time, if there's a part in the dream where you're, you're to recognize where you may be vulnerable, um, you may show up as being naked, for instance. And I just think thank you so much for going through and kind of redoing that recap for everyone because it's very important that we recognize we truly can gain a tremendous amount of information from dreams too. Um, information that resides within our um, subconscious, our conscious awareness, and even our superconscious awareness. And so Sometimes it's just an idea of that emotional component that's driving. We could be upset about something in our everyday lives. And dream time can be utilized as a beautiful way of escape to be able to see a larger picture. And then upon that, you can literally step forward in your life and go, oh, okay, this is where an error is, perhaps. So I'll leave it with that. But thank you so much for sharing that wisdom and expertise that you have on this. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. No, I think you really... That, we'll open it up to questions, Paul. Yeah, I was just going to say thank you very much for bringing all the content that you have. And I think when we go through opening up to the floor the following up session that we're going to do on Zoom for those who haven't got the ability to join us using smartphone apps with this conversation. We'll do 
again. And I think we can take it further with uh, the way of lucid dreaming, don't you think, Kristen? Yeah, definitely. So if anybody wants to join in with a conversational topic around the dream area and how they felt it's either helped in a positive or a negative way or just they have obviously strange dreams then just put your hand up and we'll have a conversation from there on in and i'll just put in that i probably have about 20 or 30 minutes left uh, of my time okay so then we'll make those conversational bits sharp and to the point if anyone's got any because at the moment i can't see any hands whatsoever so ah there's one that's good estabel yeah yeah i'm sorry maybe i, I misunderstood you you were talking about Zoom. Um, that that that's another time, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a future event. Yeah. We were discussing it today whether we should do a two parter like we did for the head trauma one, one of actually discussing it, and then one of a review and seeing what we can take it further. Which okay. we haven't actually put a date together, and we just take a taster from the room to see if that is of interest to people. So whether you punch icons at the moment. 100%, go for it and have another Zoom one. If not, there'd just be me and Krista in a room having a Zoom conversation, so one of the two. That but, would be well, fine too. <laughs> what, why Zoom, if I may ask? Because some of the people that actually listen in on Twitter, they're only using the browser, and they don't actually have the technology like a smartphone to join us in this Twitter space at this time. We've been finding that because the oh, okay. people are, the community is opening up further, they're bringing in people with different technologies and they don't overlap until we use something like StreamYard, which was suggested by ShadowFox, where we're just doing like five or 10 people talking across different platforms. That would be okay. But because we like to sit and have these round tables, we just can't bring everybody in unless they're direct messaging in from one section. And then again, you don't get that flow and ebb, which goes on, Estabelle. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, thanks. We just don't like to exclude anyone. So did I see Mike's hand go up or not? Uh, no, I was just saying 100%. Excellent. Great stuff, Krista, really loved it. You prepared so much, thank you. And T-Rex, as in Trent Stevens, you've got obviously quite a number of people who are lucid dreaming people. And do you think they would be interested in having a Zoom event or coming across, because it'd be interesting to get your take on tonight. If you can talk, that is. I'm obviously putting you on the spot of this, normally picking people when they're actually driving and doing things. I've sent you an invite. Yeah, 100%. So that's good. So he's on for that. I'm not sure how many people are in from hey, the continuing conversation. Oh, you got, yeah, excellent. Good. Yes. Welcome to Feedback. You can talk to us about whether your group yeah. had much interaction. We saw there was some on Discord and interest. And obviously, we could tailor it to a time that is useful to yourselves. Yeah, I think that we would definitely be interested in joining in on that Zoom call. There are definitely members of my group that do not Twitter. So uh, that would be fantastic. Are there any of your people in tonight? There definitely were. Um, a few of them That's stopped good. in for a little bit. It's uh, hard to wrangle them. We're a bunch of ADHD kids. We can't focus for this long. So uh, <laughs> you got us You got us in piecemeal. I try and listen in as much as That's I can. Fine. But uh, yeah, there were definitely some of us here tonight and we would love to do a Zoom meet. Excellent. It'd be nice to have the feedback as well to see how they feel about this environment. I mean, Tamara, she went recently to listen to Twitter Spaces actually talk and I just caught the tail end of it 
and she came back and said, I can't believe it. It was over in 30 minutes, nothing like the marathon sessions that she's been to with us before. Not that we try to do marathon sessions, but uh, it's quite, quite a fun event to suddenly figure out that 30 minutes is just too short. And again, these topics we cover, we're obviously surface skimming over even the four hours when there's so much depth to go into elsewhere and obviously schedule those times. Agreed. Four hours is a really long time, but these topics deserve lifetimes. So uh, I, I agree. I think it's awesome that people are interested to to stick around this long and do it. I, I listen as much as I can. I'm just doing a zillion things at the same time to keep my mind going. <laughs> Oh, it's very much appreciated, as I keep saying, that people take their time out and come back. And again, I don't know if you noticed, but this is our five-month anniversary today, which is quite good, because we're going to have six months, hopefully, next, when RNV talks, and you'll be there for that one, I feel. Absolutely. And uh, we actually did a recording last weekend that's on all the podcast servers where we talked about these connections to these other groups and your group was mentioned and I definitely gushed about how awesome it was to find this community. So thank you for doing this. It's awesome. Listen to the pod and uh, give feedback on it. It's the whole point. Continue the conversation. That's very kind of you. I'll probably try and find the podcast link now while I let Krista start fielding questions and answers. And Krista, I, thank you so I thought you were going to uh, say yourself. Joining our group and filling in. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm new to Discord as of this week, so it's taken me a little time to get used to another app. But, um, but yeah, I, um, thanks for having me in. Also, I'm getting messages from other places, as you do, and I've had uh, a comment once I get into the right profile, so it gives it to me, that, Myron Dahl is obviously listening in via the browser and you can't see him here on the actual app because it's only showing obviously phone apps and he says that uh, the Zoom call idea would be great so we've got people showing up and saying that already um, and again we'll probably do it within the next where are we? We could do it in the next couple of weeks if you want to Krista, obviously we can discuss this afterwards and make it fit time schedule. Yeah yeah, I'll be going to Mardi Gras at the end of the month. Other than that, I'll be, I'll be available. Can we come? Yes. <laughs> Take us on your um, phone. I did want we'll to be share, all there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did want to share, um, you know, the the importance of dreams for me. It's not just you know entertainment or um, you know now more of a practice, but uh, well, but. It, it has played like pivotal parts of my life of, of having dreams just come to me and not realizing the importance until much later. And um, my husband and I, we have one son and um, I dreamt about my son the first time when I was 15 years old and I dreamt about this baby. And it was one of those dreams where it just held a lot more weight. It was very potent. And I remember writing it in my journal that like, that's crazy. I dreamt up that I had a son and through my life, I had my son when I was 33 through my life. I dreamt about my son in various stages of his life throughout my life. And I was never, um, baby crazy. It was never like uh, a person that was like, I have to have a baby. I have to become a mother. I just, you know, figured if I have a baby, that'd be great. You know, or, I'm not hung up about it. But after I had my son, 
I realized all of these dreams were leading me right to him being born. And it wasn't until he was born that I was able to kind of put the puzzle together in a backwards fashion. And so it just reiterates that, um, you know, I didn't create these, um, these synchronicities to conveniently end up at my son. I just wasn't able to see the synchronicities until he came and into this world. And it's just a beautiful poetic reminder that, you know, dreams aren't just defragmentations of our brain or they aren't just symbols of our past lives. You know, they're not just one thing. Um, there are a lot of things at the same time that can seem contradictory, but ultimately they're just really beautiful. And uh, as a, as a reminder that, um, you know, you can, you can pull what you want out of the dreams. Um, but just to remember that it, it is a reflection of you and connection to something greater than what we can explain. Um, I did, I did want to share that. I didn't want my talk to just be me to storytelling all of my crazy dreams. Cause I've had some pretty crazy ones, but I wanted it to be informative and a useful tool for anyone that is willing to try it. Um, but I also wanted to include some personal detail in there cause, um, I'm still kind of blown away, um, that he came and it was this boy that I had no reason to dream of until, um, until I was uh, able to kind of put it all together when he came and he's nine years old or eight years old now. So it's, um, it's uh i don't know it's still just a beautiful story for me i mean it's amazing obviously as we know that most of the people in here will not pull the wool over people's eyes and such a personal experience like that most again you got a lot of people in here will actually be on the belief pattern here but again with when you tell some other people even you probably wouldn't believe it at that point would you yeah it's hard it's hard to know i mean like uh Shadow Fox said, you know, how do you know something like, how do you, what evidence do you have? Like evidence can mean, um, you know, something concrete that other people can observe. Um, evidence can also just be your experience. And so um, maybe it would be hard for me to, to accept that as truth from someone else. But having that experience myself, I think I might now be willing to accept it if I heard it from someone else, because I can have um, uh, compassion for for just that inexplicability of of um, of a kind of a dream coming true, even if you didn't intend for it to come true, you know. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things we always try to pitch all the ideas to people who have never even contemplated some of these subjects. As I've recently been told that some of the ones in the previous five months, they've kind of shaken people up just by their own thought processes not by anything we've actually said about them it's the way they've received the information and it's kind of broken down part of their paradigms in thinking but then it's in breaking it down it's also given them more time to think about it and then it strengthened certain areas and made them feel better about it so it kind of needed that breakdown period and then sometimes some of the topics have been told that they're kind of scary and you think, well, hopefully we haven't done it that way to make people scared in any way. But just the idea of existence going on or the different forms it's in or the way that you can experience reality is just, I mean, these people are saying that they liked listening to the way that we discuss. And it's an informal kind of environment roundtable. And we just get on with the conversation. But it's strange that 
we've been immersed so long in talking about these subjects that we don't find it that jarring where it can make some people feel jarred coming in experiencing it and they're coming back whether it be on a regular basis or just infrequently and it's just amazing to how people have taken to it yeah i think people are looking for that i mean i i don't consider myself an expert on lucid dreaming but i study it and i have an interest in it and and then by default i'm passionate about it but um i think there people might feel like they need to be um like an authority in order to ha- to to talk in this space but it's really if you have an experience or opinion or um some sort of in- investigation of something then that there is a space to have a conversation it's just you know it's beyond small talk like we're all strangers you know i i actually know two of the people in this room you know personally um and you know but beyond that i don't know you um outside of this conversation but just having the practice of of being free to talk about things um having holding that space which is why I, you know i love the space you've created paul just so that we can have these conversations well thank you you've done I mean, good work thank you the whole point was just to be able to come and discuss concepts whether you happen to just have questions so for example if anyone wanted to just have one of these sessions where they've come up with a, a bunch of questions and want them answered that's how it all works you don't have to be a researcher it can just be your own inquisitiveness and we can possibly get people to come in who might be able to answer those questions from all angles whether it be ones that you agree with ones that you don't agree with and you can work your way through it and expand and it's all about the expansion and learning from what i can feel as well as making good friends along the way and having thoughtful discussions as we've always said i know miro likes to come and play when he's got the option to not get on the crack side of his screen to get the mute button off I will come a little bit later. I'm I'm still getting. I'm almost home. My wife drive me. I had to pick up something from store. I'm just about a few minutes from home. So then I will come back. Okay, I, that's I fine. That's not a problem. So I'll just pick on tomorrow now. Tomorrow, can you hear us? Well, I'll give you the invite to talk. That would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> Asking if you can talk, and I only give the option to. <laughs> but no, and again, it's nice to see Jeffrey here because I haven't seen Jeffrey for a while in the way that things have been going on. Jeffrey, you got to come next, at least on the 8th of March, because it'd be the six months then. Tamara, did you pick that up? Excellent. Claire? I haven't been on uh, Twitter for a couple of days. I've been kind of laying low. So, I, yeah. That I... makes me ask strange questions <laughs> of what shenanigans you've got up to. Oh, I've been having heart problems. So I've just been trying to, like, see if just total rest would help you know make it better and how are you feeling because you know that's all concerned uh yeah I, I i i'm feeling okay now i keep my fingers crossed when i say that but i'm probably gonna have to go into the er this week if it continues okay is there anybody close to tomorrow who can go and look after it because we can't reach this x amount of miles from where oh, i oh i i have somebody looking in on me here so um excellent good <laughs> Oh, it's just been a rough, rough week. I I don't know. I've got no kind of cardiac knowledge at the moment. I could find some people in here with a spoon <laughs> that might be able to do some surgery if you need. Oh, God. <laughs> a rusty spoon, it. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want a rusty one, you can do anything. <laughs> Dessert spoon, teaspoon, you name it. 
it's the way that we do our surgery in here. But no, I mean, I, as I said, even with the fact that you've got those conditions going on, that you come and talk to us and listen is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I could participate more in the lucid dreaming talks. I haven't really had experience with it. Um, it's still kind of an unknown territory for me. It's a place where I, I usually can't remember what I dreamed most of the time. Yeah, that is on the strange cases with the way that things go on. And I don't know if Red has the option to pick up because Red can actually go into more detail about how he dreams. So we'll just see if he can pick that up. There we go. Ah, good. Angel, right. Your icon's moving backwards and forwards. Welcome. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, doing well. I hope you're doing well as well. I am. Um, I was going to ask a question about kind of like lucid living. Um, I guess kind of like synchronicities in a way. Um, I know I've talked about synchronicities before we have. Um, does anybody ever compare it more to like lucid living um, when things kind of happen and kind of go with you know like on track does that make any sense yeah I would um I would say that there's moments where you feel like you're in the right channel or there's um kind of momentum behind you like there's a hand behind you um even uh yeah having synchronicities um like almost multiply within a time a very short time frame it does feel like um, you know, sometimes that, that happens, like you're just kind of, uh, being pushed down the river a lot faster than you expect it to be. And if anything, if, if it's just making you more aware and present and mindful of the moment, like, like being very, very present, um, like John, who was on here earlier had said, you know, that the reality is a dream, but when we're in, in a meditative state and you're kind of, uh, creating an awareness like that is the clarity that is the awakening within the dream of this reality so um, I don't know that I would I've never considered calling it lucid living but I, I, I feel like I know what you mean it's just feeling like you're riding a, a wave um, and being aware that you're riding a wave at the same time yeah very big wave kind of makes you want to go back to sleep <laughs> I think we're getting a better grip on where we're going with this and how it all interfaces that the more liminal the mind is the more information you kind of pick up whether you're dreaming or meditating and not focusing your attention to you know multiple things like chopping up grapefruit that could take you away from your liminal state unless you're doing a thousand of them and um, you could actually pick up that information in that dream state especially when you're going into sleep the amount of random things that kind of go before you actually hit sleep is amazing when you can actually hear sounds as well as um, the visual parts of that i think most people find the same thing when they're just in that slight section of hypnagogic skate or not you have to look for hands for that to see where it goes from if anybody wants to actually ask a question who hasn't got an invite to speak just obviously request the Ability. Oh, there you are, Sheena. I, I was just going to say that the best way I could possibly probably describe it, um, 
I imagine most people have had times when they've been asleep, they've been deeply asleep, and then they get a loud noise or something. And for a moment, they're not quite sure where they are, and then the realization hits them, oh, I'm awake. Uh, lucid dreaming is is very similar to that because you're conscious, you know, your mind is fully conscious as if you were awake. And then you get a sudden realization with, ah, I'm asleep. And and that's that's the best way I can describe it, really. I'm going to hand that one over to Krista. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, it's just to, to help guide someone to do that when they're asleep, it's harder because most of us have had that experience once we've um, woken up and you have that. It is similar, it's just on the flip side. And so it's hard to know to do that when you're dreaming to realize that you're awake as opposed to when you wake up and you realize that you were dreaming. Um, I did want to um, throw a few names out there. Um, they're not on Twitter much, but there's a woman whose name, her name is Tree Carr, um, C-A-R-R, and she's on Instagram. And she is a really excellent um, lucid dream guide. She does um, every couple of days on Instagram, she does live events and she posts a lot and she hosts lucid dreaming um, like, like uh, retreats. Um, she's based, she's American, but she's based in London and, um, she's great. She's a really great positive, uh, lucid dreamer in the community. Um, and I, I'll, I'll share her, um, handle here. And then, um, Dave Green, who was also a lucid dreamer, um, uh, he, he's pretty active on Instagram and both of them, if you're interested in the subject, I feel like, um, they're, they're good, good ones to follow. Uh, just to kind of keep up with with what's going on, and Anthony Peak has a, um, a a YouTube episode with Dave Green, and I'll I'll send that to you, Paul, if you want to post that. Oh um, yeah, it's that'd about be great. A, a, about an hour long, but they had a really interesting synchronicity, and um, this kind of actually kind of wraps it up to where I started with it. So Dave Green is a um is a lucid dream portrait artist so he's a very like very active lucid dreamer has been a lifelong lucid dreamer and what he does is that he will meet you um like over zoom and so that you can uh he can see your face and he can talk to you and he did this with me we we talked for a long time and he's a really funny guy and he will kind of get an imprint of you and then he will um spend the next couple of days trying to to bring you into his dream. And then what his process is, is when you come into his dream, he holds up a piece of paper and puts it in front of your face. And either he will draw an image or an image will just appear over your face. And then he'll wake himself up. And then the waking world, he'll draw that image out. And so it's your portrait. And so uh, he and I met um, on uh, FaceTime and we talked for a long time and and then a few days later, he had um, a lucid dream with me and he drew my portrait. Well, the night that he, he drew my portrait, as I was going to bed, I was early in my lucid journey and had not had a lucid dream yet. But my intention when I went to bed that night was to send him an image 
to send him some sort of something and to see if it infiltrated into his dream. And I didn't tell him I was doing this. I just was using that as my motivation when I went to bed. So when I was going to bed, I sent him an image of a sun with rays going out, like a sunflower with rays going out. And that was just that. It was like a center core with with lines kind of going outward, like a sunflower or a sun. And um, the portrait that he um, drew of me what mimicked that um, I'll find it now while I'm talking so that I can put it up, but it was, it kind of blew my mind. It was like, how, how did that get over to him? I didn't tell him that I was doing that. And when he um, sent it to me, I was a, a little blown away. I mean, his portraits are, are pretty, um, they're elementary, you know, they're, they're not detail. All right. So I'm going to post this here. And um, the same thing happened when he um, did this with Anthony Peak. So the night that he dreamed of Anthony Peak, um, after he and Anthony had uh, met, um, he drew Anthony Peak's portrait with Anthony or with a, a man holding out a staff, like he was giving him a staff. And what was wild was that Anthony the night before had found a walking stick that had belonged to his um, father or his uncle and he was sitting there holding it. And when, um, when uh, Dave Green drew this and showed it to Anthony, Anthony was blown away because he was like, that was literally me last night holding me holding the stick. So again, it furthers this, what, you know, how, how do you reconcile that? Um, like it, to me, it leaves that door open of, you know, what dreams can mean beyond what we can scientifically prove. It open, it leaves that door open for magic of communication in another way that we're used to having communication in another realm. Um, so I shared the, the picture, it's a circle within a circle, within a circle, and there's faces kind of drawn all in it. Um, and that was the portrait that, that Dave, um, drew of me. And with that, I'll take a, a question or two, um, but then I do need to go, um, as I do have a little boy, so I'll need to get back to him. Excellent. Red has now turned up and got the option to talk now, I think. So I know that you wanted to kind of talk about the way that you have the detailed oversaturation with colors and detail. Yeah. If you can read or not, if you can't talk, use the piece symbol. If not, I know Miro was here and he was going to get in the house. I feel like I'm putting everyone on the spot. It's always much easier when hands are up than you can actually pick on that. Okay. <laughs> good evening. Good day. Hello. I, I am back. I'm finally back home. Just a few minutes ago, I was listening um, I, I, I have to thank you, Paul, and all of you what you are here, because for me, what is important, uh, what I'm noticing, uh, so far I was able to observe consciousness or my mind from inside my brain. And now you are sharing these stories, uh, your, uh, your testimonies, and I can see how you see it, uh, your consciousness from your side of, um, uh, you know, um, point of view. Uh, and, uh, um, 
I never took dreams very seriously. I enjoy them. I love them, you know, but uh, I just observe them. And uh, sometimes I miss them. And um, um, I had also floating, uh, flighting dreams and uh, floating dreams and uh, same as any other people. And uh, sometimes, like recently, I was kind of wondering, you know, I didn't have some dreams for a for longer time. And um, when I was preparing myself for sleeping, you know, to, to cool my mind a little bit of meditation, I start noticing that, uh, um, uh, that that I can see images. When I close my eyes, everything is dark in me, you know, I have a very dark room when I sleep, I want to. Uh, and I start to see those images. And, um, sometimes not just geometric images, but then I start to come up places and paces, some collage. So now I start, I'm looking forward, but I'm going to have to go back so I can, I can enjoy those images. I just, I don't do anything, any, anything about them. Just I, I observe them and I enjoy them. So uh, uh, I don't know. Now, usually I got some idea after this, uh, uh, after this, places over sometimes in the evening or sometime next day you know I, I got some ideas like a revelation like you Paul uh, mentioned but the, you know sometimes it's click later so that's happened to me so uh, I will see what happened <laughs> for sure I I am already getting some ideas about these things and I have from somebody had before thank you thank you everyone thank you Krista thank you Paul thank excellent because obviously we're rope you into obviously the next streaming lucid dreaming one if you're getting ideas as well so i think that's going to be a real good eye-opener uh how i see dreams hopefully i didn't interrupt anyone you know dream is just another form of consciousness consciousness has three forms you know um wake up consciousness dream consciousness and uh, deep sleep consciousness so uh, everything is consciousness dreams are also consciousness definitely because reality is probably still a reality within the dream state as well because you can't put it into a bottle and take it to one side because it's always happening and you don't know where you've actually gone at that point of being let's say your body's unconscious but your consciousness could be still roaming and picking up or being picked up by other places yeah I, I, how i see consciousness consciousness uh doesn't it's out of space and time, or actually time and space arise from consciousness. So um, probably when we have dreaming, you know, we might uh, uh, pick up part of the consciousness, because how I see, you know, we are experiencing, experiencing a reflected consciousness as per my view. Uh, so we, we are, when we are dreaming, we might pick up, you know, some consciousness that is this uh, in different time and space that our body is, you know, so that way, uh, that's how I can explain to myself, you know, that some people have uh, uh, dreams about something that ha happened in the future or happened in, in past. So, you know, because that's, it's part of the our consciousness that happened in, and everything is happening now. Oh, definitely. I'm on board with uh, everything happens now and we got no kind of grip on what time is. And I'm going to pass it over to Sheena. You know, in terms of consciousness, given the fact that most atoms are nothing but empty space, um, and we're made of atoms, you know, I mean, 
all we know is what we perceive. I can't even say 100% that I have a physical body. I perceive a physical body. Do I have one? The only thing I know 100% is that I exist. I could be stark raving mad and stuck in a lunatic asylum somewhere with my hands tied behind my back. You know, if I don't perceive it, I don't know it. The, the only thing that I know is that my consciousness exists, and that's it. Everything is consciousness as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, that's where I'm thinking, and I've probably said it before, and people will hear me say it again, that consciousness has everything evolved inside it, like universes, galaxies, dimensions, and all that. But the problem is you, I want to try and figure out where consciousness came from because, to me, it's all a paradox because you can't get something from nothing. And if you want to have a reaction from something, you need two or more. And where do you get those from if you want to kind of start off from that point? It gets to a wonderful conversation which will um, probably go on for hours, which is one of the topics we will do at some point. Does anybody have any questions for Krista? I know, Red, are you there now or convenient to talk? Yes, hello. Excellent. Glad to see you make it. So, my, uh, just uh, pardon me if I slow down every now and then, because with my experience, I've had a, a, I guess what I would describe as, as an NDE, near-death experience. Um, the tricky thing about my situation is that I was in the hospital um, for six days with an infection that had started in my toe, but in a, in a matter of it getting worse, it, it actually spread from my toe and climbed all the way up my groin in about three hours. Um, as I finally drove myself to the hospital in the last half hour or so, because I thought I could still make it, which I did, of course. But um, towards the end of this six-day stint in the hospital, the reason I say that my um, experience is a little tricky is because somebody asked me if I had a near-death experience. And although I was hooked up to machines to just monitor blood pressure and heart rate, I was not in the ICU. And I guess the tricky part comes in is that if I didn't technically die according to the machines, I still saw, I guess, what most would perceive as what's called the light. Um, it was more of... Uh, an experience that is mostly not comprehensible to um, beyond religious, let's say that. The way that I have described it has either been, I use the term enlightening or awakening. I don't know if it's like having a peek behind the universe, but you are you have so much information and emotion coming through you that you mentally don't know what to do with it. It's um, 
sometimes it's knowledge about very, very complex. I would go as far as to say quantum physics slash string theory, things that are very complicated that I've never read about, but somehow understand. You're definitely in the right room for that. People have had experiences similar to what you've gone through and had that kind of information, which again, we classify it in the word download so that they understand more than they did prior to the event. Yeah. Um, that seems to be when this whatever is inside of me has been activated. It's something that I've always had. Um, lots of deja vu, uh, clairvoyance, uh, very intuitive, can read situations without having to hear um, everybody's tone, I guess you could say. I guess you, you people call it reading a room, but it's way more intuitive than that. You can pick up on energy. Um, that's another thing that has changed drastically. My hearing, my frequencies are off the charts. Uh, very acute. Um, it's, it's um, but it's also put, could Knowledge. I just pause you there, Red? Because yeah, Chris yeah, has just yeah. got to go. I want to say oh, thank you very shoot. much for all your time and effort. Yeah, thanks for having me, Paul. Sorry, I have to, to run, but I get No, that's okay. You, go. You've spent an amazing amount of time with us, and we're obviously scheduled the next one between us and let people know about it. Great. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Does anybody want to say thank you with icons or voice? Thank you ex- very much. So there, there's a lot of appreciation. So that's great. Thank you a lot. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Speak to you soon. Bye. Good okay, Red, continue, please. So, what? what um, I guess some of the stuff that I'm I'm struggling with, it seems to have. I, I call it the universe. Um, I, I don't know what other people call it. It's what I saw was like a it's hard to describe but basically everything but different but all together flowing as as one humongous it would lead me to believe that every person on this planet is 100% connected they just don't know how to tap into it let's leave it at that oh no I mean you you're on to the quantum theory entanglement bit where if you've listened to Stephen Hawkins and Herzog talk, they got a top-down theory of the way that matter and everything came about. And the quickest way to do this, and I've explained this before, imagine that you've got a glass, which is a cylinder, with a little bit of water in it, a little bit of dish soap, and also straw. And when you blow your first bubble, that first bubble's your first universe with all probabilities in it. When the second bubble comes up and the first one bursts, all the probabilities and all the events that have happened before in the first universe are layered onto the next bubble. And if it keeps on happening until you've got one final bubble, and say you've gone through 20 different bubbles, you've got all that information. And then when you've got things created within that bubble, whether it be person, planet, all the information is in all the kinds of bits of energy within it and entangled in a way so that you can actually 
if you had the opportunity, you could access it and have that information, if that makes sense. Do you, Red? Uh, well, in a way, yeah. So, so that's why it is um, daunting to to have this amount of information that I previously would just it, it's so that let's get on to the other part it, it seems that I can go places in my dreams that have otherwise been off limits I'm, I'm not even I'm talking it seems realms beyond the earth I don't know what else to make of it um, I know that the the one lady was talking about uh, twin flames. It uh, that is a concept that is, uh, I would say, spot on. I think that you meet many people that are on a similar trajectory as as yourself. You know, just as humans going through this little minute amount of time that we have on this earth, I think that you come across people that have similar trajectories, just not the same. I think it's happened to me more than, than once that I've met someone that's close to what you would describe as a twin flame, but you know that it's not, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't want to get too far off topic. Um, it just seems that ever since this thing has been activated, the synchronicity is, is, um, unbelievable and i've been able to at least twice in person manipulate i I don't know if i'm going to say this right because it's sometimes it's hard to find the words i've been able to show two or three different people the difference between paying attention to what's going on and not and it has opened their eye. Like they were, they were skeptics before we had an in-depth conversation. And in the matter of a day or two, they were asking me all kinds of questions and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And it seemed like the more distance that I kept myself from them, then things would dissipate. But if I was around them, the coincidences that were happening they started to even say, okay, this is starting to get strange. So I'll pause there. I don't know if anybody has questions and I could be going off on the, on the wrong tangent for a minute. So I'll leave it there for now. No, that's going to be good to investigate further. Obviously we're on the lucid dreaming bit and the intensity and what was going on there. Um, Sheena has got something to put to that, I think, because she's got a very good set of information. Uh, I I was just going to say that first of all, Red, there there is no wrong. Um, you know, there is no going off on the wrong tangent. There is no saying the wrong thing. Um, but I was just going to say that in reference to what you were saying, you know, there's two two sayings that spring to my mind and the older I get the truer they seem one is the um, Native American saying that we're not the web of life we're just a strand in it and the other one is when the student is ready the teacher appears 
Um, I wanted to say thank you to Krista, but I got booted out of the room, unfortunately. But that anyway, wasn't anything to do it. with us. I think that was just software-wise. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I know, it was just a technical glitch. It's happened a couple of times, but it was just at precisely the wrong time because I did want to say thank you to her. I'll pass that on to her for you. Thank you. No, I mean, all the insights when we're looking at these things are just amazing when we're trying to overlap the way things that uh, can be expressed. I've just seen somebody who is actually passing information. Yeah, so it's been really good. I'd be fascinated to know if Sarah can use her icons or not, because Sarah turns up on a regular basis. Jeffrey, how are you doing? Just see if you're there. And also, who else was here, actually? The way that the topics of conversation are going so far are fantastic because we're learning so much together. And again, it's all about perspective, whether it's cultural or whether it's just each individual's life experiences that allows us to know a bit more, whether it be books or other ways to express ourselves, whether it be art, sculpture, or just tinkering with engineering, or just being able to tell stories to entertain people. And these sessions just bring so much. Sorry, Jeffrey, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm doing good. Nice to see yeah, you. Nice, nice to see you too. Thanks. That's good. How are you finding the topic of lucid dreaming? Uh... Very interesting. Yes, I I did I did a few lucid dreamings a while, but then for no reason it stopped happening to me. I'm not sure why, but yeah, I should have asked a question somehow. Oh, don't worry. We're scheduling to have a second one in a Zoom environment for those people that didn't have the opportunity to actually say anything. Sheena, I just wanted to ask. Uh if Jeffrey has had any trouble sleeping because I know the more overtired I get, if I have a lack of sleep, the less, the less likely I am to lucid dream. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. My, my sleep is very bad at the moment. So maybe a reason indeed. That's a good point to bring up. I've just seen the account called waiver and, I have to say, like your banners and also your profile icon. And anybody else got anything to put on the table at this present time? This room's going to be open for another 10 minutes or so. Excellent. And let's make sure I don't get your name wrong. Uh, hello. Is that Roddy? Uh, uh, yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. I was um, thinking about the uh, what Jeffrey said about the hours of of sleep and when you have like less uh, uh, lucid dreams is when you sleep the less if you sleep like more than 10 hours it's probably probably gonna happen to you okay yeah i see but i mean i only had like two or three lucid dreamings and then for no reason i mean it stopped and then I kept on going, doing the reality test, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, my my bad, my sleep is terrible at the moment, so it may be. Uh, it's a good point. 
Yeah, so do you get an average of, what, six or seven hours sleep a night, Jeffrey? Uh, yeah, but I, I'm an insomniac, so I can't... I, yeah, I mean, so that's going to reduce your sleep pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If I, uh, even if I go to bed very early, I don't fall asleep until 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, so it's very difficult, yeah. Do you find listening to something helps you fall asleep, or do you need complete silence or complete darkness or... Uh, a distraction to the brain thinking yeah complete silence i would say yeah i know some people that need complete darkness to actually sleep and also some that obviously require no audio where if i'm trying to go to sleep i need to listen to something to kind of stop me from thinking thoughts of how to solve problems or what books i should be reading so it's kind of a self-hypnotism kind of routine yeah okay yeah so tomorrow, do you have something on that kind of level of the way that you get to sleep or need to get to sleep? Uh, yes, I can't sleep unless I hear something in the background. Usually voices help me fall asleep. So do you spy on other people or do you just have audio <laughs> on, which is music or kind of shows from the internet, like audio shows? Yeah, I usually... I usually let Netflix or uh, Tubi uh, go on, like, I, I mean, <laughs> sometimes uh, I, I guess I wake up and there's a, a horror movie that's started playing and it's kind of weird to wake up to. But I think that would, yeah, that would kind of influence your dream. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. I, I just, I can't remember what I'm dreaming, but sometimes I do have nightmares and they kind of mingle with um, waking up to something unpleasant that's playing on Netflix or, or Tubi or whatever. Can I recommend you playing kind of comedy tracks to yourself or <laughs> half hour shows instead of trying to have these horror kind of images? Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but comedy tends to wake me up. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> well, you have to find something which isn't along those horrific kind of angles. Maybe a cookery show. That'd be good. <laughs> oh, hopefully it's not the one where uh, the uh, lead chef is criticizing the uh, apprentices. Oh, yeah. Gordon Ramsay, if that's the yeah. one that you're thinking of. Yeah, right. probably. <laughs> You'll learn some new curse words so that you'll be able to incorporate into your vocabulary. That'd be good for you. <laughs> In an English accent, that'd be quite fascinating. Uh, yeah, I, I think like the weirdest uh, waking up to uh, the wrong movie, I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> oh, about hopefully dreams. it wasn't the latest version. The latest version wasn't as good as the original. Oh, yeah, that was pretty... Uh dead on arrival <laughs> it had very good colors and the kind of way that they lit the environments but just unfortunately the storyline was not very strong as the original yeah uh you know what you mentioned the um uh the man in the dreams with the fedora hat that yep is there any connection to that i don't know if it's uh Nightmare on Elm Street, but it'd be interesting because obviously the podcast called Strange Familiars, which is worthwhile listening to, talks about Flannel Man, who is 
basically a guy who turns up in a red and black check flannel shirt like a lumberjack and he's been seen around different places and where you've got occurrences of like ufos and then suddenly you see the men in black turn up they've had if you've seen bigfoot suddenly flannel man turns up or possibly flannel man turns up in your dreams in your bedroom and uh, they're also kind of cross-referencing that to this guy who is called the hat man if no one knows about him he is just basically a silhouette of a man with a black hat on which is like a fedora if you want to think of the old 1930s american detective movies and he turns up being very silent but just skulking around and that is a strange kind of thing to be thinking about and not many people go to bed thinking about that kind of shape or person to wake up to thinking of seeing in their rooms yeah it's interesting uh, i think I don't know how far back the Fedora hat man goes, but um, that was part of the Freddy Krueger wardrobe. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's a lot with just the silence of these characters turning up. And they're always out of place with the, like, the flannel man and uh, the Fedora wearing one. Because people just go, why would I be seeing... If I was a small child, you know, waking up to suddenly finding basically a silhouette of a man walking around with a black fedora hat on. And, uh, of course, kids don't know the name fedora, but they start drawing it and it's that kind of shape. Unless it's Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's anything like <laughs> what they think the film's going to be time travel, it could be. You never know. I'm not too sure how that's going to play out with their plot line. But they did use never, Scotland for America, which was quite interesting to see. It's funny. I've never had those in my dreams that I remember. But I do remember, uh, I don't know if you could call it a shadow person, but usually it's like a dark, uh, like a dark fuzzy spot that I remember in dreams. You might just open that up. Does anybody ever remember waking up or seeing something unusual shape-wise that shouldn't have been in a room or around them which wasn't we're going to say loosely human in that kind of shape put your hand up or give me some indication okay not hitting anything there lucky enough no one's had that experience and scared themselves so that's good because it would be a crazy kind of thing to have that so ah by the way people i am actually got on the 8th of march we have R.N. Voot, the author, who will be doing one of these sessions, talking about his book. But we're also discussing with Anthony Peake to do a session in April, which will be four hours split between two, the morning and the afternoon, and uh, come and meet the author. And they've been very successful in the past. We've had four of those at least. So put those in your diary. And if you haven't been to the Linktree URL in the bio, which is link and then tr.ee forward slash perceptions full stop today. That's where we've got all the different events mailing lists so that we send out an email telling you when the different ones are on. And also there's a direct contact for emailing experiences or research or books. So you can either contact via Twitter, YouTube and other places. And it's always worthwhile connecting on to. Just out of curiosity, anyone signed up for our mailing list here? Because I know Miro has, and hopefully he's seen it turn in his 
inbox. Have you seen it, Mirror? Uh, no, I didn't see my inbox yet. So I will, I will have, I will have a look. Check your spam folder because it might have disappeared into there. But uh, we're trying to avoid that, which would be good. I haven't seen it either. Have you signed up for the? No, list? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay, so if you go to the bio and you see the link where it's got link tree on okay. the Twitter account here. So All right. That'd be good. And then that's one of the quick ways of making sure people don't miss out on seeing the events as people were missing them as tweets were going down people's timelines because they're following loads of different people, which, again, can always be a problem. Excellent, tomorrow. So, so that's good. Everyone seems to have enjoyed themselves, getting messages saying that they've enjoyed the topic. <coughs> Seeing the voice just fall away. Oh, look at that. There goes the voice entirely. It's off on, on wonder. So I might have to close this down even quicker than I thought because, uh, yeah. Okay. Sam Phasm did just give you the peace symbol. Excellent. Got it right. That's good. Excellent. Thank you very much again for turning up and taking your time out to listen to all the bits and pieces that have been going on. And obviously we'll be doing it again. And again, obviously... Um, we have the podcast that you can listen to. Again, that's in the link up above. And if you want any feedback or you fancy getting involved in anything, then just contact us through either Twitter or through the direct mailing system that we've set up. Things are going on, and it's just nice to learn and connect with people and find out what's going on and how they're learning about things. Just thank you. Good night. Thank you very much. Good night, everyone. That's no problem. Thanks. Thank you very much for turning up. And Jeffrey, Thanks, Paul. good to see you. Superb. Right. Hopefully, um, again, it's always worthwhile following the Twitter account if you see the events because we tend to pin them up on the pin tweet if we've got anything going on, if you miss them. So hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Night. To help our research and understanding, leave Perceptions Today's podcast reviews, subscribe to the podcast, along with the other social media accounts and share. Come and join our live events. That way we can get together and have thoughtful discussions along with advancing our understanding of concepts as we go along.